a Radio 191 FM podcast. Because right now I'm joined by Guy Williams. Thank um, you so much for having me. You're more than welcome. Welcome back to the radio. Oh, I love Dunedin. I love Radio 1. I love being here. I love the vibes. Oh, good vibes. Good vibes indeed. Hey, um, sold out two shows. Yeah. To, tonight. Why are we even talking? It's a very small theatre. Oh, just because I enjoy talking about myself and I'm very lonely. Fair enough. Travelling around New Zealand by myself. I've been to Gore. Been to uh, Invercargill. Being and people are like, you go by yourself. And I'm like, yeah, well, who's going to come with me on this horrific tour? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I love being in Dunedin. I think this is one of New Zealand's... I, I mean, I know I kiss ass every time I come here, but mm. honestly, waking up this morning on top of the hill, looking out across the harbour and the city, seeing the stadium and all the old buildings and stuff like that, I honestly thought this place is one of New Zealand's most impressive cities. Well, yeah. the thing is, though, we, we forget that because we're used to it, so we see everything all the time. And um, But I went away for a few years and I came back and I drove over the hill and saw the harbour and I was just like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful city uh, I've been to. Yeah, okay, well, you haven't been to enough. There's other good cities out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, but Check out Sydney or Tokyo or yeah, oh, Rio de Janeiro, but, but it is a great city. Yeah, it's the natural beauty is what I'm getting at, the natural landscape, the, the formation of the harbour. <laughs> yeah. you know? But Wellington has that too. They do, they do. I, know, I love how I came in complimenting, but now I'm, like, criticising. Yeah, yeah. But you, you went too far, and I'm like, hey, this is a New Zealand thing, I hey, beat you down, eh? All right, mate, you're getting too big for your boots here. Scale your back a bit. But in by New Zealand standards, I think it's a lovely little city. I mean, I'm damned if I'm coming here in the winter, but I'm passionate about it. See, it's not that bad in the winter, to be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is your your delusional. The cold has affected your brain. You're one of those people that says it never rains in Nelson. It floods there every two weeks. It never rains in Nelson, but it does flood there once a year. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. It's a real problem. (laughs) Um, Now, this is a political show um, that you're doing, apparently. Um, Oh, I thought this radio show we're on was political. uh, I'm like, man, you're not doing a good job with the politics (laughs) chat so far. That's Monday from my show. Oh, I just put that in the blurb to be honest i don't really know i guess it's a bit political it depends what you decide is politics mm-hmm. like now it's con- considering being anti-racist is now um politics so i guess it's political i thought that was 1981 yeah <laughs> yeah it's crazy how things have come back around but we're at such a grim stage in our civilization now that um yeah it's a political show i like to argue and um rant about things because the world is full of efforts let's yeah. be honest well, I mean, because I, I was thinking, because recently, of course, um, you lost your job on TV3. Oh, bring it up, man. Uh, Come yeah, on. No, 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 but, Heartbreaking you know, I'm stuff. Go, I'm going somewhere else with No, that. it's fair enough. And I thought maybe you were just being a stooge for the Greens so your girlfriend doesn't lose her job as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you mean there? Like, I'm... Well, I'm you know, Jeez, clipping. Um, well, they're um, you know the Greens are polling quite low at the moment. I thought if you're no, doing I po- thought they're polling where they always are. I'm not trying to get defensive here. I'm just like, <laughs> didn't they didn't they only just scrape above five percent in the last election that's, and now they're at six percent? So they're like, I'm just up. remembering the glory days of eleven. Yeah. Oh, they'll be back there. Don't you worry about that. The Greens, um, the Greens will be good. I think. I'm not actually. I'm not sure. I'm not confident, but I hope. <laughs> I'm really worried about next year in general. Like, I'm worried yeah. it's going to be um, it's going to be Johnson Trump. National, what's going to happen? Mm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not excited for it. I'm terrified. I'm shaking in my boots, and it's just because you know populism wins out. It does. Scaremongering and um, ads that can manipulate the. That's how I saw it. My show manipulate the Facebook algorithm. If I can manipulate the uh, faith, say Facebook al- algorithm, imagine what like foreign powers can do and like dark money can do. It's crazy. Yeah. So, th- like um, six years ago, it was using a um, Eminem song. Now it's using an algorithm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really impressive how you can specifically target people who have like clicked on your website two times or have looked at something similar to this, and you can persuade people. It's it's mental. That is scary. That's scary. Um, but you know, politics is funny and it's not funny. 
Um, dildos in the face. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, actually, funny. I actually did change. I, I think that as well. It's Kiwi ingenuity. You know, you've got to throw, throw a dildo at the Minister oh, of Finance. Yeah, amazing. You know, you've got to change the flag to the same flag. But, Kiwi ingenuity. But, but, jo- but oh, I was just going to say, but joining the Coalition of the Willing, that's not funny. I, um, yeah, well, okay. Rewind two steps. For a start, um, Coalition of the Willing, do you mean like that? Is that the Iraq War? Is that mm. what I just pronounced Iraq War like it was a Tideo word. I'm trying to help with my Tideo, eh? It's good to try hard on Tideo, but when you start pronouncing um, like English words um, or Italian words the other day I was playing Mario Kart and I pronounced it Mario Kart <laughs> and that was a slight problem okay but rewind um, yeah there's, fo- there's funny and not funny things about politics obviously I don't talk about Syria um, although saying that now that you said it I'm like oh maybe get some type 5 on Syria tonight um, I back to the dude on the face I thought that was funny and then yes. I was like oh crap that is an assault and mm. Ten years ago, assault on politicians were hilarious. Throw some mud at Don Brash. But my view has changed, A, since my partner became a politician, and B, uh, since, yes, of course. since James Shaw, the, pri- the leader of the Green Party, got punched in the face. Mm. And it was a guy who was believing fake news about abortion. And it was really sad to see that this guy, A, got to have his words, his, his fake news spread in the papers through what he said in the doc. But um, also that... Um, you know, like, uh, that we previously have cel- celebrated assaults on politicians. Apparently the dildo used in the Stephen Joyce saga was um, was, a f- was a fake dildo. It wasn't a real dildo. Because a dildo would really hurt, right? Oh, it depends. Uh, is a Tommy Knocker rubber one? Or is yeah. it just like one of those kind of light, the batteries aren't inside it, so it's kind of light? Yeah, good point. You've done a lot of dildo analysis. I have, I have. <laughs> you, you, like, afterwards, you, like, got, you bought ten dildos and, like, took them outside and checked out the um, aerodynamics <laughs> of all of them. Um, apparently, it was, like, a soft foam dildo. Was it like the oh, one? Right. It, or, or it could be just light, hollow rubber. I don't know. It made a good sound. Did it? Yeah. You reckon? Yeah, I well, it's in the the sound of it is inside this thing for my politics segment. Okay, so I hear it every Monday. Wow, <laughs> that's good, impressive. It's a bit of th- okay, okay. So I don't know. We'd have to ask Stephen Joyce, I guess. But I heard it wasn't a. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it made me. Well, throwing a dildo at Stephen Joyce was very funny at the time. I'm like, oh man, now that the world is changing in such a mm. way that a politician was murdered in the UK. That's right. That's James right. Shaw, leader of Green Party, was punched in the face by a mad person. Um, just like the way things have changed now I, I spoke to some flat earthers and you go flat earthers well they're the craziest crazy they're not there's only two degrees of separation between 9-11 truthers and then going into anti-vaxxers into flat earthers flat earthers just like the top level of conspiracy theory and those people genuinely think there's a conspiracy out there to like ruin the world or whatever and yeah. so if you're that passionate about something you can see why people would go to extreme lengths because they literally there's a lot of people out there who think there is a war going on between Muslims or Christians or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And like, once this happens, they think my partner Gore is a secret Muslim, whatever, trying to bring down the New Zealand government, which is hilarious because it's like, who's, if you're going to bring down the New Zealand government, don't do it through the, um, uh, the back benches of a minor coalition party. <laughs> There's got to be an easy, like at least if you're going to bring down. Here's a tip for all the um, extremists out there: if you're going to bring down New Zealand, at least go through a major party who has a chance of being the actual government, as opposed to Gorries. But um, yeah, it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there now who believe some pretty um, extreme things, and mm. that's why I've become like more sensitive to throwing. Do- it's still funny, but it's, yeah, it's messy. I understand. Well, I've been watching the uh, impeachment process, and there's the, uh, the, the there's the army. Colonel, uh, who's 
was on the witness stand and he um, served over in the Ukraine. His family actually comes from the Ukraine. He, he immigrated when he was younger. And they wow. were like, he's a stooge. Oh, my he's God. He's just a stooge. Yeah. For the, you know, the, he, he's, been, he's planted here since he was three years old. Yeah, it's the issue with the internet, right? It's just given too many crazy voices equal say, which is good in some ways, but... Um, yeah, it means there's a lot of uh, misinformation going out there, and, and literally just it, any lie goes now in politics. I, mean, I know politics is famous for lying, but there's even more lying than there was in the past. No, oh, totally, 100%. Um, now, you're one of the first Kiwis uh, to have a successful TV show cancelled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> but, um, what no, other ones? But have you been called... A, well, I think Play School was peaking before it, it Did came Did Play School get cancelled? Well, yeah. Well, it, it makes me feel so. better. Yeah, yeah, Play School. Uh, you and me got cancelled. Yeah? Yeah, Susie got cancelled. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, no, it formed in the Susie world and then Susie's world got cancelled. Eating Media Lunch and um, oh. um, Havoc and Newsboy and all those legendary shows kind of got like, you know, should have kept on going. Mm. It's not really cancelled, it's more like not renewed. Like, they don't like pull you off the air halfway through. It's not like America, but. Um, no. Yeah, I guess I can take solace that other good shows have gone down and maybe I, I'm not as shit as I think I am. But have you been courted by like TVNZ or like Choice TV or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> Comedy yeah. Central. New Zealand is grim, man. Um, it's difficult out there. And to be honest, I'm courting them and trying every network or anyone who will have me. And so far, still down here in Dunedin doing radio interviews. So obviously <laughs> haven't, haven't got a second chance yet. But um, yeah, fingers crossed. I think New Zealand today is good. Oh, I think and it's My mum thinks fantastic. it's all right. Oh, thanks, man. And so as a result, I'm like, fingers crossed someone wants this hunk of crap. Because, you know, I think it resonates with people. I get a lot of people on the street going, I love the show, mate. Even people who go, I hated you previously, which is really nice to win over the haters. Because that's what we all want at the end of the day, just mm. the approval of strangers. And, um, yeah, fingers crossed, man. I don't. There's no, there's no scoop at the moment, but fingers crossed I can get a job somewhere else. It's been one of those shows that I've made people sit down and watch it. Like, I mean, like, you're on YouTube and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, we were just outside before and Esther came up uh, who's a colleague of mine that works downstairs and she was one of the ones I showed her yeah. um, the Karen one and she was like oh my god and then she watched the rest of the series oh, awesome. and then I rang her just before you arrived and said Guy Williams about to turn up <laughs> you should come upstairs right now so that was kind of the plant oh uh, wow <laughs> oh cool well yeah it, it honestly has been so well received too well received I'd say yes. I didn't put a kitty lock on it and I've had so many children sing Married to the Mob to me <laughs> which if you don't know Married to the Mob it was a song that was sung to me by a Mungra Mob member and um, I didn't want to it was a real tough line interviewing the Mungra Mob because you don't want to glamorise a gang or something like that but he was a normal human being mm. who's done horrible things in his past and has massive swastikas on his face so it was a really I, I did want to humanize them a little bit but i didn't want to like glamorize the, the gang or anything like that but this song was just too catchy not to leave in mm -hmm. do you mm -hmm. know the song yes i do know the song it's quite sexist it goes if you're married to the mob it's a full-time job I made the family version cook your family a feed yeah, 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 yeah. and um and satisfy the dog but, um, I mean, the the actual version is get down on your and satisfy the dog. It's quite explicit. Yes. And when you've got kids singing you that, you're like, oh, man, this has gone wrong. Because it's, it's funny because it's so shocking and it's funny because, um, well, just words like um, full-time job. Like, back yeah. to the mob, just being a full-time <laughs> job is quite funny. Like, I always love to like, add on riffs like, no part-time work available. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the married to the mob situation just became like, you know, just a catchy tune. Just mm. like, has just taken off. 
um, for better or for worse, probably for worse. But now kids are singing to me, I'm like, we've got to scale that back a little bit. Just a tad. Kids don't understand it. And it reminds me of um, when I was at primary school, intermediate school, Borat was huge. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying I'm the new Borat, but I'm saying, um, uh, like, we had a song that we sung. It was called um, Throw the Jew Down the Well. Oh, you said one. We had no idea. I was from Nelson, New Zealand. I had no idea even what a Jewish person was or what Jew meant. Or I never even didn't even know what a well was. We just knew it was (laughs) offensive. We weren't supposed to sing it. And yeah, and it was was such a catchy tune as well. So we sung that all the time. And um, and yeah, it's, uh, now I've started the New Zealand version of um, throw the Jew down the well. Unfortunately, well, there's actually quite without a lot, irony. There's a lot of Mungrel Mob songs on YouTube. You can just search them up. There's plenty. Check out all the great songs. Uh, yeah, Are they written by Coe the Rogue? Who wrote them? Uh, no, I don't think they're all written by Coe the Rogue. There's many from different chapters. Married to the Mob is an like a cool melody. Like it is. Like, mm. I'm not endorsing the song. I think it's very sexist and stuff like that. But man, like the when it gets stuck in your head, man, that is an earworm. <laughs> But I also think with that Mungrel Mob story, go back to it, because I've, I've received a lot of criticism for it, mm. and I, don't get me wrong, I think that's totally fair enough, but I do think there needs to be more serious journalism put into the Mungrel Mob and more focus put on them, because we don't realise what a massive part they are, and gangs in general are, of so many people's lives. Yeah. Like, every town you go to in the North Island is like, we're a this way town or a that way town kind of thing, and Gisborne is split half and half. And, um, yeah, it's just like so many people are connected and um, their roots run deep for better and worse, uh, mainly worse. And, um, yeah, it's something we need to root out. And politicians just saying, oh, we're going to have tougher jail terms and stuff like that is not going to work. That's not how it works at all. It, it's, it's a pushback that's only going to actually make the problem probably worse. It's so interesting. Like, yeah. um, to everyone I've spoken to about it, they've be, basically been like, including people who have been to jail and people who are in the mob, they're like, the jail is like the best recruiting tool because mm. jail is a yeah. scary place and you need like a gang affiliation to get through and the mongrel mob often is one of the strongest gangs in jail, if not the strongest. So, um, you know, anyone who's like, oh, let's put more people in jail is... They're just going to make more gang members when they get out. It, it doesn't work. It, it's been shown it doesn't work for, for many years in many different countries, but yet we keep doing it. And now incarceration rates in New Zealand are particularly uh, disgusting, especially when it comes to Māori. Yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's effed up, man. It really is effed up. Hey, are there going to be door sales for tonight? No. No. Sorry, but I will be back. I love coming to Dunedin. Love selling out shows. Mm. Love uh, love the vibes. Great place to visit. Love coming on Radio 1. Have you thought about doing a show with your brother? Yeah, I, oh, I do stuff all the time. He really went away from New Zealand today, so he couldn't be featured. I wanted to write the theme song. He failed at that as well. <laughs> but um, what do you know about Paul? I've had him on a few times. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, once for his album, for the album drop. Oh, that's so awesome, man. Because yeah. he is good, eh? Oh, he's great. I'll plug Paul. Yeah. I mean, you can't buy tickets to my show, but you can um, listen to Paul's album on Spotify. It's you called. Can. I don't know what it's called. I can't Paul Williams. <laughs> yeah, I can't it's really good. It's called um, Surf Music, is it? Or Songs About Girls or something like that? Oh, I think it's Surf Music. It's Songs About Girls, the name of a Maroon 5 album. That's embarrassing. <laughs> um, I think it's called Surf Music. And it's honestly, I, I don't know the name of the album, but um, there's about five songs that are regularly on my um, rotation. EuroLeague's a good one. EuroLeague is about um, Anthony track. Bennett, yeah. the um, failed NBA draft pick. It's quite it's weird. Great, it's a, great it's a romance song. Yeah. It's about being, um, he's going to be your Anthony Bennett. <laughs> And while he's not making it in the NBA, he will be balling in the EuroLeague. It's a good song. <laughs> it's a great song. He's got he honestly, Paul's really funny and his melodies are beautiful. Check yeah. him out. My favorite one's a weird one, Clauston Bridge. Um, not many people like that one, but I maybe it's just because it's about Nelson, but um, I identify with that strongly. 
big big um, exclusive mem- um, exclusive brethren's theme in that song. Do or? you know? Does Nelson? Is that what Nelson's known for? Well, I mean, Stokers. Stoke, yeah, shit, man, you got a good knowledge. Um, yeah, there was a lot of brethren when I was there. They used to share our school with us, and we bullied the hell out of them. And I hope none of them come back to shoot us <laughs> because uh, it was looking back on it now you're like oh man at school we were mean to some kids and I hope they it doesn't scar them for the rest of their lives oh. eh? shout out to the exclusive brethren kids it's not your fault your parents are weirdos shout out to those substitute teachers too god I feel sorry are you going to buy some of that fundraising why are you coming from no <laughs> no maybe it's my kids school camp man yeah okay well um, Cadbury abandoned Needham didn't they F him yeah well hey look I still got to send my kid to camp yeah <laughs> Um, there's got to be easier ways to fundraise than this. Get a recorder, go out and play in the quad, and I reckon people will come by and give you some money for that. Oh, it's the wrong time of year, mate. No one's here. There's no one here. Is, oh, is school out? Yeah. Man, that's good. Awesome. Oh, I'm You've s- sold out to Dunedin, though. Oh, yeah. I was I was dreading this gig. I was like, oh, the students are going to come, and they're going to be booze on a Friday night, and it's going to be a, a wider book on a Friday night. Now that I know the students are gonna, aren't going to be here, and don't get me wrong, I love the students. <laughs> I just like, I'd book a Tuesday night for them so they're a bit less pissed. Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> Oh, that's exciting. Oh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to these gigs now. This is going to be fun. Yeah, brilliant. Hey, one last thing. Have, did you get many emails to karen20bucks Oh, hundreds. Yeah, so good. So that's, that's, the, that's the incentive. So if people don't know, we, we interviewed Karen who wants her $20 back. Hello, this is Karen. If you haven't, Google it now if you don't know the, the, the audio because it's one of the best um, voice messages I've ever heard in my life. It's, it's poetic. It's amazing. The way it builds, I almost not off by heart. Hello, this is Karen. Rachel thinks she can ignore me and hide from me for her 20 lousy dollars. Well, um, uh, because I was talking to... Oh, I'm sorry, I've fallen across. Jaden Dion said, Don't tell Karen you've seen me. Because I owe 20 bucks. (laughs) Damn it, I'm sorry I fell apart. I wanted to get to the yelling 25... 20 F and wax, but I couldn't get there yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a beautiful audio clip, and I went to interview that lady and tried to start a debt collection agent with her, kind of like Nathan for You Styles. And uh, we put an email up at the end of the segment, and the idea being that if we can get a season two, we will go through the best people who want their debt collection money solved and take Karen in to like oh. solve problems and make money. Because Karen's also um, not rich as well, so I'd like to help her financially as well. And this genuinely could be a thing. Also if we get an app going or like a you know like a you know like a phone sex line but without sex with um violent threats from Karen. Yeah 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 um, that could be a that could be a really good thing I think. Yeah, ads in the back of like some men's magazines. Yeah. Not yeah. a bad idea. I like how men's men's magazines don't exist anymore, mate. <laughs> don't they? No, we're we're now we've taken porn online. <laughs> You're like, don't they? Oh this is bad news. Oh god damn it. I was just about to renew my collection. <laughs> God, I was I was off the night and day after this. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brilliant. So the shows are tonight, but it doesn't matter because you can't go because it's sold out. Yeah, but, I'll be back. Yeah. I'll do more shows. Oh, come to um, Omaru or Timaru might not be sold out. Oh, so yeah. I'll drive, drive up there. Omaru is just up the road. You'll be where are you there? Penguin Club or something like that? I don't even know. What Penguin Club? Okay, why is the cell phone going off in the middle? Of it? Come on, man. That's your cell phone, isn't it? No, no, don't. My mine's not even in the room. Don't even try and pin it on me. Unprofessional radio. It's not me. I regret everything I said about this wonderful channel. Um, <laughs> thanks for having me. Could be worse, could be the edge. Um, oh, oh, shots for you, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> hey, uh, Guy, thank you so much. It's been um, a pleasure. Thank you so, so much for having me. And uh, shout to Dunedin. Uh, say hi if you're wandering around the streets and you see me. What song are we going to play off your brother's album? Uh, we're going to play, oh, let's play, we better play number one or, oh, what do you want to play? 
I was going to say close to the bridge. You thought I was going to well, say close the to the bridge. Well, yeah, this is the one I like, but it's, just, it's uh, no one else likes it. So if you don't like this one, you'll like the other ones. <laughs> yeah, this is not a very good one. Paul Williams. The album. Paul Williams. You would have seen him uh, live, on the, well, not live on TV, but you would have seen him playing in a garage sometime to um, politicians and, and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. There was some good television. <laughs> uh, just like this was great radio. Well, it's time to go anyway. Big thanks to uh, Guy Williams for joining me this thanks morning. Thanks for having me on the show, bro. An absolute pleasure. You're more than welcome. Uh, big thanks to uh, Josie Moon as well, who laid a single... Um, is up online it's called Victor Hotel and we also had Vaughan last chance to see Vaughan tour uh, is in town tomorrow night of course he's got stage 4 melanoma and it'll be last chance to see him hence the title of the show here that was a good interview today here is wow. Paul Williams with <laughs> how do you say that word what bridge Clauston Bridge Clauston Bridge yeah that would do you're on the one That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.